You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Freestyle Friday, another edition of Locked on ACC. We're super excited to have you talk through some good things today. Got my guy, Jersey Drake, in the building. There's no better place to get all of your ACC conference news than the Locked on ACC podcast hosted by me and my friends every single day. We are back to five days a week next week, so you make sure you get that notification on that phone and know when to drop in. Follow the Locked on ACC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Jersey Drake, how was your week? My week is good. My week is good, even though on my commute to work on, I want to say Wednesday, I heard our boy Kenton talking mad, mad <laughs> nonsense about Florida State. By the way, Kenton, his name is not Travis Jordan. It's uh, Jordan Travis. And there uh, we you have go. two QBs. You know, hey, listen, you got to prepare Jordan Travis for his Heisman campaign next year. And if I remember correctly, last year you had Devin Leary and Billy Hawkman challenging for each other. So Ooh, okay, I think you know a little bit about having two trash QBs. So. <laughs> I love the tea and the shade to open things up. We can go right into football a little bit if you want to. I know we're going to talk about the MLB draft around at the show, but love to get your thoughts on the guest list. We've talked to all of our hosts this past week, and you know we were talking about Jim uh, Commissioner Phillips and the opportunity to bring some of the heavy hitters and how Clemson normally doesn't bring the quarterback, but now you got DJ trying to come and answer some of these hot-burning questions. I mean, Coach Sweeney himself, and there's other guys that we're looking to hear from, but was there anyone who stood out to you that you're just eager to hear from or you're kind of like I'm just I'm just excited for the season to return and kind of get back in the flow I'm I am actually really excited for the season to kick off but I do find it, it is really interesting how DJ Uwangalele is actually going to be there because like you said like Dabo and Clemson typically don't really bring their their quarterback there and I think it's kind of telling that they're bringing DJ that they might maybe are trying to expose him a little bit to that sort of like you know hey like ask a thousand questions see how you can handle this pressure because maybe Maybe not everything is great in Clemson, so maybe they're trying to ease him into that. So I don't know. But like that to me is probably the most interesting. And also De'Ara King, because I really do want to hear him and Mackenzie Millen's take on how all the NIL stuff is going around because they're basically the front runners for everything. Yeah, and I'm also interested by McKenzie and just trying to kind of take on the pressure of Florida State a little bit because, like you mentioned last week, the brand is the brand. And so as much as we talk about, you know, Florida State not being who they were, it's still a powerhouse. And so I would love to just hear his thoughts about trying to take that on. And really, you're helping a coach kind of get himself into the top of the conversation, especially in the Atlantic, because right now it seems that Florida State's in the middle of the road. Yeah, I mean... (sighs) I'm trying to put this like I'm trying to be very optimistic for the year. We actually have our episode that we're dropping actually tomorrow where we believe that actually FSU probably can win nine to 10 games in yeah. my, and from, from looking at our schedule. And Mackenzie Milne is probably the main catalyst for that because if he's even 85% of the kind of quarterback he was in 2017, 2018, what's up, mom? 20, in 2017, 2018, he definitely, we definitely can lead us to the promised land for that. And I think also with Norvell, definitely with his offense, that he, he has an offense designed for playmakers. And I really want to hear a little bit more about that because we didn't get to hear that because we didn't have AC media days last year, if I remember correctly. So I do want to see what's going on with that. And also, I want to see like how I want to see the kind of camaraderie between Jordan Travis and Mackenzie Milton. Cause like from all right. accounts, they seem to like really actually really like each other. You see they're gassing each other up on the timeline on Instagram too. They're all like, they were running the camp drills, like four QBs. So I do want to see the kind of like how they speak about each other. 
See, it's all fun and games until it's time to pick that starter, right? Who's your best team? That's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody loves Drew Brees in their like quarterback games. We were with the and when I was with the Saints, and it was like because you knew that like Drew was going to have fun because and that he knew who he was number one. He didn't have that pressure, right? And so I think going into camp, like you have a Jameis Winston who's trying to find like get his spot secured. But you know, it's all fun and games to be buddy buddy chumming up, have Taysom Hill be your dog until it's like, oh well, Taysom's going to be starting, and it's like, skirt, what you talking about? So I think McKenzie and Jordan are friends as of now, but we'll see how that kind of plays out. And speaking of other quarterbacks, I know I wanted to mention, I don't know if you saw Sam Howell and Kenny Pickett, two guys coming out recently with their NIL deals. Kenny Pickett is doing a sponsorship deal with a steakhouse where he'll feel where, where he will feed his own linemen. So he's going to have hog dinners once a week, trying to feed the people that uh, he says protects him. And then Sam Howell trying to feed Chapel Hill community by working with partnering with table an organization that helps you know, young children feed them under dessert, underprivileged children. So I think that was really dope, you know, different angles, right. Where it's like, okay, of course we see the flashy deals that are cool, but also the guys that are now having the opportunity to really give back. We saw that with Trevor Lawrence when he was trying to donate and there was all those hurdles having to go through. And now you kind of see that lightening up, lightening that load. I would say, yeah, like that's actually really cool here because I, I know also um, Florida State offensive lineman Dylan Gibbons actually started a GoFundMe for a uh, – he's a fan of his, I think, from his area where he can't travel or he hasn't been able to watch him in person play a game because of his, um, I think, some medical condition. And he started a GoFundMe to help raise funds for him to travel over to FSU for the opener against Notre Dame. So, yeah, it is really cool to see these athletes actually not only do just for the name, the brand, you know, just for, like, you know, to be flashing and everything, but also taking their time to, like, go for a cause that actually really, really matter to them. I mean, I mean, I – I love the Sam Howell thing because that's kind of one the main thing that I always try to, you know, help out with. That was like one of the big things I like I remember the name of it. I think it's a fourth table where they, you know, for the for those who don't know for grocery stores, like if the if the grocery doesn't look appealing, they typically throw it out. And one organization that I know actually was successful for the harvest. They grab that food and still they donate to homeless shelters and orphanages. And I think that's a really cool thing that Sam Howell is doing. So I'm hundred percent with them on that. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to see our ACC quarterbacks taking the lead for sure. And we are super excited to get that countdown rolling as we got under 50 days until ACC football is commencing. And listen, if you are trying to get in on the action, I encourage you to hit up bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action, BetOnline.ag, where baseball is in full swing. We got basketball, NBA, finals we know we've got my guy cam johnson trying to hold it down for carolina alumni in the house get all the latest news odds and info for your sporting needs before the next pitch make sure you join the team get that online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines is your chance to get into the game head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts. Please use promo code locked on. All right. So we're talking about some football today. Got a little baseball action to go over. And I can't even believe I was, didn't even mention the NBA finals because that's been two or two tied. We've got. I'm so salty right now. They should have won last night. You think the Suns should have won? Well, yeah, let's talk about it. They definitely should have won camp, but my guy CP3. He wasn't, didn't show up like he was a man on a mission. He was a man on a mission game one and two, but he certainly did not show up game four. He he has gotten worse every single game since game one. And it is, someone needs to put an APB out on this man because he's not showing up <laughs> at all whatsoever. And 
I mean, I was ready yesterday when they were up by nine. I'm like, I was about to come in. Like, cause I said, I have my sons in five prediction last week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, I look good. I sound like a genius on here. Now, <laughs> now I look like a dumbass. <laughs> and like, I, and you my, know, no, I don't think you look like a dumbass. I think everyone had like the way they were rolling. You definitely felt like mm-hmm. it was going to be sons in five. I, and speaking of your boy, Cam Johnson, I think they need to take away about 10 minutes away from CP3 and give it to your boy because your boy, he ain't missing. That man's, sh- that man's shooting the shooting at the gym right now. He's not missing a mm-hmm. damn thing. And he play, he's playing great. Well, I think good. the narrative of Chris Paul being the leader of the team, like, sure, behind the scenes, he's a great coach. He's damn near Monty Williams' age. But when it comes to being on the actual court performing, he's obviously not the MVP. It's clearly no. Devin Booker and companies, uh, DeAndre Ayton, those are the ones who are helping make sure that the Suns stay in games. So we would be crazy to think that Chris Paul is going to put up 40 a night and do all this, like, you know, 40, 20, and 10. I don't know. That's just not, that's not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> and so and I think it's just, yeah, people, are, not, people were dreaming. And not only that, he did catch COVID or he was in yeah. contact with someone that had COVID. And maybe yeah. that's actually like, because he's played he tested a positive. lot of minutes. Okay, so he tested positive. Mm-hmm. So then he had COVID. And he, he, had, he came back and COVID... It takes a lot out of you. And with all the minutes he's playing for this entire playoff run is it maybe it comes to a point where we there was kind of asked in the last series that are the Suns worse with Chris Paul on the court? I didn't mm-hmm. think that until I saw those two atrocious turnovers yesterday. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I was like, just please cover, just please cover, which they which they did <laughs> on betterline.ag folks. But like they literally they covered. And but like you see the turnovers, I'm like, wow, he just not only is he are they turnovers, but they're really sloppy, bad Egregious, turnovers yeah. that where he just he's he's gassed. That he needs to probably step back a little bit, you know, give his minutes like someone like a Cam Johnson, and maybe just you know going forward that you need to rely a lot more on Devin Booker, which I don't know why Monty Williams held him out for so long. I know he was in foul trouble, but to me, like if you hold him out to the five minute mark. He might as well have been fouled out because like he was he was not on the court for like what six minutes. He should have fouled out if we talk about bear hugging. Oh yeah, he should have fouled out twice. <laughs> He's the only player like- <laughs> in finals history with forty points and like eight fouls. So my guy literally bear hugged Drew Holiday and somehow did not get caught a foul. That's how like if you want to talk about Illuminati and people believing that things are rigged, like that was a clear case of how do you miss that opportunity? Like how do you not give that man a foul? But also we talk about USA basketball and we have some Carolina. Not Carolina, excuse me, ACC alumni playing out there. They don't get those kind of calls that they normally would get, you know, in any no. other situation. And I'm just like, yeah, those refs, those FIBA refs are not, they don't care. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. I think Devin probably thought a lot of calls and Chris Paul in general thought a lot of calls were going to go their way. Right. And unfortunately you're not at home one. So you already knew what time it was, but two, it, this is the finals, like step up. But I think they were, they were playing, they were calling it like either call it tight or let them play. You can't do both. No, and I think uh, as a Fidelt and Adam Silver is also a Fidelt member of my fraternity, I'm pretty yeah. sure my boy gave a little phone call to the neighbor, hey, listen, <laughs> we need Devin to like for Reigns to stay in this game. So if he has a really nice form tackle that, you know, would envy like a Derrick Brooks or a Ray Lewis, you know, just let it slide by real quick. No big deal right, with that. Right. Which basically is kind of what happened because I'm like, I'm like, how is he still in this game? I mean, it was a mega call, obviously, because the foul call that was calling him, that was his fifth foul, was I don't even know if he can even touch PJ Tucker, which I thought, I thought that was garbage. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that was probably one of the 
I think you tweeted out last night. You're just like, this is a joke. This this the entire. I said this game was drunk because it was. Yeah. It was just like crazy. <laughs> I just I couldn't understand. Like what what are you watching here? And also, my boyfriend and I were talking. Like it's just some overall pretty bad basketball. Like, you saw a lot of misses in a row where you're just like normal final situation. Like if I'm thinking about Miami Heat versus the Spurs, like everything is like bucket for bucket. You know what I'm saying? Mm. This is not that. No, this is <laughs> this is like that like that Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I want to say they play the Spurs, right? Where LeBron literally dragged Mo Williams, Zydrius Ilgauskas, and Anderson Barajao, and I think Delonte West to the finals, kind of bad. Where we're just like, wow, this is not good basketball, like yeah, at all. So many turnovers, so many just sloppy passes. Like this, even the shot selection was outside of outside of D book and Chris Milton, who my apologies to Chris Mills. Apparently, you wanted to show up and play. You played really, really well. Hopefully, you can come on for the rest of the series. I'll give you a props for that. But yeah, the game was just, it was ugly as hell. I felt like I was watching like my old, my, my old basketball highlights <laughs> from, from middle school. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I wasn't a fan, but I'm going to tune in because it's NBA finals. But I definitely am just like, this is kind of cringy, but it's fine. It's, it's whatever. The road to NBA finals has certainly been an exciting one for sure. And I hope that you guys know that the roadmap to get better car prices is certainly with rockauto.com. Whether with ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for to your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts they need. And listen, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, motor oil, and even new carpet. We encourage you all to discover your own part needs. Discover how Rock Auto can help and share with every single person that comes in your content. Once you get Rock Auto, you're straight, right? Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solutions to your auto part needs. RockAuto.com right now is where you should head to. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in the How Do You Hear Boss box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And once you're done with that, I strongly encourage encourage you guys to get right with Built Bar. Celebrate the freedom of choice. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, aficionado, you know they're definitely a passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, frankly, you're missing out. My personal favorite, double chocolate mint brownie. Gotta have me some cookies and cream from time to time. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting but they're healthy too check out the macros they got amazing flavors and they're all tasty and all healthy order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like it's the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team bill bar you got to go to build.com use promo code lock 15 you'll get 15 percent off your next order again promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off your next order up today's show finishing up talking to my guy jersey drake for free south friday and we would be remiss if we didn't congratulate our guys who have been officially part of now the mlb so they're going they got drafted and we got a number one pick in mr henry davis from louisville Louis, mm, yep there it is i was gonna say louisville 
Wow. It's been a day. <laughs> it's been a day. It's been a day. Henry Davis from Louisville. Also having Sal Frelick and Ryan Cusick in the first round from Boston College and Wake Forest, respectively. How many 60, I mean, three, 63 players seems to me awesome. Is that on a scale when you look at other conferences decent or it's just kind of like ACC is pretty much trying to tell y'all we're one of the best conferences when it comes to baseball? I mean, Kenton and I kind of been saying this for a while that the ACC overall is probably the deepest conference when it comes to producing MLB talent. And I think that goes to show because like I played, okay, so baseball is my first love. I played baseball till I was like 17. Hmm. And seeing Loki, I played catcher in third base. So seeing a catcher get drafted first overall is kind of like hits a little home for me, a little personal for me. Cause like being being drafted that high to be a catcher, you're gonna you're you're being asked to basically be a foul five two player. But that what I mean by that is I only great behind the play calling game playing mm-hmm. defensively, but also you hit for power, you hit for average, you get on base a lot. And Henry Davis, you know, shouts out to him because that's being number one overall pick as a catcher outside of Matt Wieters, I think Adley Rushman for the, over the past 15 years, it doesn't really happen that often. And mm. one other player, I think that even what wasn't even the first round overall pick was Joe Maurer, and he's probably one of the best catchers of all time. He was he didn't even go at number one overall. Mm. And then overall, if you look at the entire board, we have players from each position, position whether it be pitcher, middle infield, outfield, Freaking Matthew Nelson from FSU, catcher right there, who led the league in home runs. And actually, oh, sorry, he led the conference in home runs, I think, with 32, was drafted by the Miami Marlins. Not even, sorry, Miami Marlins. I wish we did. He actually got drafted by the Cincinnati Reds. And then also later on, you had Cody Morissette from Boston College at shortstop, who with that kind of thing, you kind of typically, you'll see these people move over to second base, maybe also go to outfield. And because those are your most athletic people on the floor. So you you see with, with this entire draft class, with this conference, how athletic, how, uh, you see with this entire draft class, the athleticism that is actually on display. And basically, I don't see, I think with the number at 63, I think that's kind of probably, it's got to be one of the higher ones because I think typically you see around maybe 45 to 50 kids. So 63, that's a good number. Yeah, and listen, shout out to the Cincinnati Reds that you mentioned because my guy, Justice Thompson, who I, when I cover Locked on Tar Heels, this was always a Justice Thompson staying account going in the sixth round. So I got a shout out to my guy because he was doing the big, he was doing the damn thing while with the heels, mm-hmm. right? That diamond heels. So I think that's important. One note I will say is we are looking at athletes getting paid now. I will want to mark that. I think the the minor leagues still got a long way to go. And so I'm hoping all these guys that clearly are going to have to go a little bit through the farm system can get taken taken care of, right? Because if you think about it, some of these guys are probably better taken care of in college than they will be going that MLB minor oh, yeah. league route. Oh, yeah. There needs to be a huge revamp with that. For like They they make, honestly, a little around minimum wage, but also typically they're constantly traveling, and a lot of them actually do take secondary jobs with mm-hmm. their job. I remember back in back when I was in high school, one of my substitute teachers actually was a minor league player in my area. We used to play oh, wow. over, over in the West Palm Beach area. And they don't make typically that much. I had a friend of mine in law school. Actually, he wrote a paper on it. Uh, you know, actually, I'll put it out on Twitter if you know if you guys actually care about it that much. That minor league baseball is probably one of the most underpaid, grossly underpaid uh, professions out there. And remember, these kids are typically in there for maybe three to four years if they're straight out of high school. Because if you're drafted within the first three rounds, you'll get paid around you know like six figures. But when you look at these people past the past the fourth past the fourth round, they'll get a signing bonus maybe like a, of like five k and then make 20 to 25 K and constantly living on hotels, constantly living on a bus. It's exhausting. It's a grind. Yeah. And like, it's a commitment for that. And, then, and you're committed to that for several years. So it is very difficult. So hopefully they have the right representation, you know, to get them to where they want to be. And also are financially stable enough to like stick with their career. Cause a lot of these, this is a dream for a lot of these kids. And there's only one shot opportunity for them to take it. 
Yeah, this reminds me a lot of Olympic athletes. Like, man, you got to believe in yourself because the grind is real and having to take another job to kind of help support yourself and your training. It's unbelievable what people have to go through. So I'm hoping the guys in rounds five through six kind of stick it out. Seven and eight, you know, do what you got to do. Grind what you got to grind round to 20. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. make sure that you get your mentals in order because it's going to be certainly a journey. But all in all, I think it's worth it if you kind of find the right system and people who are willing to take care of you. So I'm excited for all these guys. Again, congratulations to the 63 ACC players who were selected in the 2021 MLB draft. So we're finishing up the show and I'm just hoping that everybody has a great weekend. Jersey Drake, I need final thoughts. How are you feeling about game five? Do you think that, you know, we'll come next week and we'll have some spicy takeaways from the ACC media kickoff? Like, what are your thoughts? So before we go into that, actually, we did have double digit players that were committed to ACC schools. Also, I'll say that 73 ACC players got drafted this past week at the MLB draft. But mm. I think with game five, I really, really, I think going back to Phoenix is going to be huge for the Suns. I, and I think game six will be also played like what, Wednesday or Thursday. So before, mm-hmm. you know, I get back, I have a bad, I have a feeling that we're going to get to a game seven, which I think you and Kenton both predicted with Bucks and seven, <laughs> which... I think that's, that's what's, what's going to be happening. And also with AC Media Days, I think you're going to hear a lot of players actually showcase their personality a little bit. I knew, I do know there are some people out there that think that, you know, and by people, I mean, Ken, that think that people that don't, don't really have personality when they go up there, which which is true, which is fair. Like, I think DJ, I want, I want to see, though, what, D, I mean, DJ's nickname is Big Cinco. There's, there's got to be some personality behind that. De'Ara King has a podcast right now coming out with one of his teammates, so he'll definitely showcase that personality. Sam Howell, uh, maybe not Sam Howell, but uh, you'll definitely see someone like Mackenzie Milton and also Jermaine Johnson play showcase. So I kind of want to see, I want to see these kids like now with the NIL stuff that they're, that was, that's the one big thing that we talked about in our program was we're able to actually peek a little bit into the lives and what these kids actually really care about. Yeah. And I, I, that's me. That's the one reason we, you know, we get into this. We want to know more about the people that we follow, the people that we cheer for. And I really hope that the meet these media days gives them the platform to properly do so comfortably. Well, I'm certainly glad that, you know, we can vibe through the week and hopefully have some good things to talk about, but maybe the personalities will pop. Maybe they, maybe we'll have some boring people who knows. It's so exciting just to have football and a little bit of normalcy back, but reminding y'all that it's still a pandemic out here. So please be smart and safe out there. Do not play games with this Delta variant or anything else you got going on. Just wash your hands, stay safe. I strongly encourage that. And also if you want to hear about more major sporting news. I want you to follow the locked on today podcast host Peter Bukowski hosts it with the help of our local experts for up to 20 minutes a day a daily podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts so for Candace Cooper and Jersey Jay we hope you guys have a great and safe weekend until next time you are locked on ACC your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference part of the locked on podcast network your team every day 